You're listening to the Corporate Quitter Podcast, where it's all about exploring possibilities for making an honest living outside of the traditional nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of Corporate Quitter. Today's guest I have on is Caroline Kowalczyk. She's a certified personal coach and the founder of Partner in Purpose, where she helps people gain the clarity and confidence they need so they can clearly define what a life of success means to them, which is so fucking awesome. But it's actually really funny because Caroline, we met years and years ago at my very first corporate job in Manhattan. And it happened to be like the Wolf of Wall Street. It was like nuts. Like, I can't believe like we went from that ex- that experience of like chaos to like now meeting in a more like business, I don't even know, a better environment basically. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Gabby, just that experience was so amazing and it definitely helped me become the coach who I am now. I'm so grateful for it and so happy that we're able to reconnect because of that job. I know. All things aside, so um like we, we obviously worked together and I knew who you were and like you were on the sales team and like we, we knew the surface level of who each other were, but like, what's your actual story? Like where, where'd you come from? Where'd you go? How did Partner and Purpose come to be? Like, I know you traveled a lot, like give me all the details. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so basically I've always been interested in learning about people and why people decide to do what they do. And, you know, I I felt like I've done so many different jobs. I've had so many different job experiences and I've loved all of the people that I met along the way and all the experience that I gained. But I just felt like in every job that I took, I was always looking for a way out. And I always told myself that the the next job would be something totally different. And what ended up happening is it was totally different. I went from after my master's uh, degree in international relations, I worked for an international education nonprofit. And then I went to Wall Street. And no matter how drastic the change was, I just felt like this isn't it, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily satisfied with what I was doing for most of my time. And so I actually hired a coach while I was working in sales. And I'm so happy I did because it changed my life. And this individual, she completely helped me change the way that I was looking at everything. So the relationship I had with myself, my limiting beliefs, and then really focusing on what is it that I truly wanted, not based on what my family wanted, what my culture wanted, what society wanted. It was really focusing on what does, what lights me up? And how can I do that in a way that feels good for me and also be successful? So I really understood what success meant to me. And I think that that's kind of where it all started. Once I made the decision and she told me after working together, she was like, I knew day one that you wanted to be a coach, but I had to be the person that saw that. And that's the power of coaching is that the client, the person that you're working with, they have all of this buy-in because they're the ones in the driver's seat. They're making the decision and that's what it took. And so 
Yeah, so that I hope that answers your question. I could go on and on, but <laughs> I'm going to pause here. I'm just curious. So when when you hired your coach, this was while you were at like on Wall Street working the corporate job, right? Exactly. Yes. So, I would come home. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. So you you were working and then you'd go home and work on yourself basically? Well, I would come home and I would vent to my my roommate, Eliza. Hi, Eliza. Thank you so much because she, <laughs> she introduced me to my coach. So she met my coach through an event that she went to and she was like, you should really try coaching. Like everything you're describing, I feel like coaching would really help you. And I was like, I don't know, maybe like I always saw coaching as a luxury item and I had a lot of limiting beliefs about it. And so finally I took the chance and I emailed her and it was the best decision I ever made. So I'm curious because when I was younger, especially when I like was when we were working the job together, I was in a very different headspace. Like, were you ready? Like, were you at a place to even have those difficult conversations with yourself that the coach then pushed onto you? Well, not pushed onto you, but like encouraged you to dive into or like, like, how did you get from a place of like, oh my God, I'm going to work this job and I'm so miserable. And like, I'm not sure how to get out to like a place of like, you no longer have those limiting beliefs and you can now create like a life that you basically how partner and purpose came to be, right? You created that. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess to answer the first part of your question, it, which was more around like addressing the limiting beliefs, I was definitely ready to work with her and I will say, depending on what you're coming to a coach for, it, it just depends, right? But it's work, right? No matter what, you as the client, you are doing the work. And that's what I did. So I was totally ready. But it was so nice for me to have someone support me because it was hard. <laughs> and that's the truth, right? Is that these transitions that we go through in life are all up to us and we make the decision, right? It's a choice. And that's the greatest freedom in life is that we get to choose. However, that being said, we are conditioned human beings based on how we grew up, how, you know, what kind of education we got, et cetera, et cetera. And so I had a lot of unpacking to do, you know, being um, a second generation Polish American, you know, I had, a lot of my parents' values and expectations that I felt like I was carrying, they never told me to do that, but I just carried it like a backpack everywhere yeah. <laughs> I went. And I was like, you know, gotta, gotta do this, gotta do that, while always maintaining my fun social life type thing. But I just, it didn't feel balanced and I was burning out really fast. And so once I was able to unpack all of that, that's when the outer goals started happening, like partner and purpose coming to life, like me making the decision of, hey, I'm going to get certified and I'm doing this. As soon as I made that decision, everything clicked and it was like I, I had the focus, I had the drive, I had the motivation because the passion was there. I was... Yeah innately curious and innately interested in what I was going to do next. So, I mean, while you were, you were getting the coaching and kind of trying to figure out what success meant in, in your life, like, 
as you had said, right, you're carrying the baggage of like previous generations and kind of like what they thought life was and that, you know, successes. Like, did you have any, like, did, were your families pissed at you for making that decision? Like, did you run up against walls with them? Like, did you have any of that sort of issues go on? I mean, yeah, I would say yes and no. Most of it was me getting in my own way because I would make assumptions. And this happens yeah. to a lot of my clients now and and still does to me because I'm a human and I go through the same stuff. Um, now I just have the tools to figure out how to get out of that place faster. But I would say, yes, a lot of the expectations that were blocking me were ones that I made up for myself based on an older version of me or based on what I thought others wanted from me. Yeah. And that was the block. So yeah. <laughs> so once that kind of dissolved everything else, that's when like everything fell into place. You did, you did the coaching, the tunnel vision came, the big picture, like that was the moment. Yes. Yes. I feel like that was definitely the moment because what's beautiful is I've always, I, I feel like I've always coached in some way throughout my life all throughout all of my work experiences I've always been someone that asks very I, I feel like empowering questions right open-ended questions I have always been a pretty good listener and I was just really curious about what people do and how to find a solution that could work for them based on who they were but I never realized that there was a career for it. So I was yeah. like, how am I ever going to get paid to just, you know, I always said I had a journalist personality, but I didn't become a journalist because the job description, the whole thing didn't ap appeal to me. Some parts of it did. So when I figured out that this is what coaching actually is, that's when it all clicked. I love how nowadays the idea of coaching, like I feel like everyone and their mother is becoming a coach. Like, not, and right, that's a good thing, but also a bad thing. I think I don't think it's really meant for everyone. Yeah. But it is really cool that it's even an option because in the past, whenever you thought of a coach, you're thinking soccer, gymnastics, the Olympics, like you're not thinking about life or even business, right? Like no one really, mm -hmm. you either had a mentor if you were lucky and that was yes. like kind of it. Like, whereas now you can hire someone who's walked the walk and be like give me all the secrets I will literally pay you for it and then yeah. there's no none of the obligation of being a mentor we're like you know it's, it's a very it's very different the mentor mentality and the coaching mentality I think too yes definitely and I really like that you brought that up because you're absolutely right you know the coaching industry is rapidly growing which I believe to be a really good thing but like in any industry, you know, you have people that are the right fit for you and people that aren't. And I think that as a client, if you're looking for a coach, something to really ask yourself is what is it that you're really looking for? And something that I can highlight during this conversation is the difference between, you know, coaching, training, consulting, all of that. So Essentially, coaching is a conversation with an outcome. Trainers teach, consultants give advice, and mentors share their experiences. And all of these have a lot of value, but it really depends on what you're looking for. So, you know, a mentor, for example, when they're sharing their experience, and I do see this a lot in the coaching industry where someone will call it a group coaching program or a 
or, or it's coaching, even if it's business coaching specifically, because this has happened through my own experience. And then I join, join the group and I'm like, wow, this is you telling me what worked for you. And that's great, but I'm not you, right? And so some of that advice can be really great and useful for me. I could try it on. If it works, you know, it's great. If it doesn't, it's also great because I learned that it doesn't work for me. However, coaching is really powerful because clients figure things out for themselves so that they can achieve their goal. And they make progress because I help them shift their thoughts, beliefs, and emotions that are blocking them from their success. So while simultaneously, you know, they might come to me and be like, oh, I want a job promotion. I want to lose weight. I want to have a better relationship. That's all great. And that will happen. But the first thing that we're going to work on is the internal dialogue that you have going on with yourself, the connection that you have with yourself. Because guess what? All of that is related to your outer goals. And coaching, you know, at least my style, I'm not here to just help people check off boxes. I'm here to help them figure out how to live life feeling more satisfied, no matter where they are in their life, whether it's a transition, you know, whether it's getting that promotion or whether it's simply just having more self-compassion for themselves. It all depends. So I hope that answers your question in terms of clarifying the difference between all of those. You definitely um, did. And that was like, you went into such detail. I love it. I think it's so great the way that you framed the difference between Mainer, um, I'm combining words, trainer, mentor, and consultant, because they are very different. And so um, when people go to look for these types of people, it's really helpful that they know exactly like what they're there for and what they're going to get out of that experience. But yes, I do think it comes down to the person because not, I've spoken to a lot of different coaches in, in my years of kind of searching for the answers and not everyone, even though I like them, they might not be the person who actually is the one asking the right questions that I need. Exactly, exactly. And like I said, all of these modalities are fantastic. It just depends. You know, like I always say that you're the expert of your own life. I'm an expert in coaching. So, and a mentor said this to me once, which is coaching is like being an interior designer for your mind. So you figure out what you want to do, where things go, what stays, but we're a team. So I'm your partner. And I'm here to support you, but you're the one that's calling the shots and you're leading the session. You're telling me, you know, where to go, but I'm your personal mirror. So I'm going to ask you certain questions. I am going to challenge you at times. I'm going to be here to help keep you accountable and help you make conscious decisions based on your core values. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much my take on it. Do you ever have people who, like, for example, I used to have a personal trainer and we got along really, really well because he, like the way I like to be trained, so to speak, when I'm in the gym is like, don't yell at me, but yell at me. <laughs> Basically, you know, don't like, let me make excuses. Like if I need to do the, the five reps, make sure I do the five reps, like no complaining, no making excuses. Like I came to the gym to do what I needed to do you know, that's why I'm paying you, like, make sure I do it. 
and not everyone likes that like no one likes to be yelled at or kind of not viewed as I don't want to say a human but like taken maybe a little bit of a softer approach like how do you manage the two dynamics or I should say the multitude of dynamics in the way that people function or how they respond to certain feedback or questions or things of that nature yeah that's a great question so what I do is before I start working with someone I have a discovery session with them and during this process we really dive deep into what is it that they're looking for what you know, and I'm really transparent and honest about my coaching style, how it works. That being said, though, I treat every client how they want to be treated based on the feedback that they give me from that discovery session. So I ask them questions like, are you comfortable being challenged, you know, and how comfortable and, and how would you like for me to hold you accountable? Right. So in that session, we learn a lot about how this person, you know, wants to receive their insights, how, you know, comfortable are they and how I hold them accountable. Again, it all depends on the person. And I think that that's something that's really important for a lot of coaches to remember is that you're not selling a program it's a process. And it's also a partnership. It's a relationship. So you really learn a lot. I learn a lot about my client before working with them to see if, you know, I am a good fit for them and if they're a good fit for me. And if it does seem like we have really good chemistry, then, you know, we move forward, but it's all really based on their terms. And also if I'm comfortable with their terms as well. So it's um it's a relationship like any other yeah and it's good that you both basically they're not the only person in the driver's seat like they can tell you if you're a good fit but also right you have to make sure that it's good for you versus like the capitalist mindset of kind of like hustle 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 like get the clients get the clients scale 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 which is like it's great but it's not it's not really that sustainable you know but I mean, I, now I, I'm curious to ask, like, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase, but it's like the new way of, or maybe not the new way of listening, but like the correct, if you will, way of listening is you're hearing what is said, but you're also hearing what's not said. So mm -hmm. is that something that you had to learn or you were taught at the coaching school that you attended? Or is that something that naturally, like you're very empathetic and you pick that up? Like, how did you get to that point of being able to, to do that? Because it is a skill. It's a skill. Yeah, it is a skill. Absolutely. That's a really good question, too, because I, I would have to say both. Um, I definitely got into coaching because I felt like I was doing that already. And something that a lot of my clients always highlight for me is like, wow, I don't know how you got that. <laughs> but I because I, I didn't tell you, but you nailed it. And I'm like, because I'm listening to what you're not saying as well, right? So you're paying attention to the silence. And first of all, we're normalizing silence within our the way that we communicate. And I would also have to say body language, tone of voice, all of that plays a factor. 
um, listening to think words like shoulds and coulds and I need to. Those are all very big hints of are they doing it because they they think they should or because they want to? Do you find that trying to, to phrase it like I know the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds, right? They're all kind of tied in obligation. Those mm -hmm. to me, again, I'm not a coach, but even for myself, I find those as major red flags. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you would say is a red flag for people who you work with that are like, let's say they're trying to, again, lose the weight and, you know, the shoulds, coulds, haves. Is there anything else that either you recognize in that client that's a red flag or maybe someone who's listening that they can do some self, you know, introspection and see like, oh, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, some an example that comes to my mind is I'm just going to share as an example, and hopefully this example answers your question, but basically I, I had a client and she wanted to lose weight. That was like one of her big goals when we were working together. And what, what happened and what I, what we realized is that, you know, it was really hard for her to, to get to this goal. And I saw that there was a lot of tension anytime, you know, running came up or, or eating healthy, like it just felt like this huge obligation, like you said. And what, what we realized is that she just had to reframe and understand that that goal was not actually her goal. That was a goal that she internalized because her family or her friends, you know, were telling her that she should do that. And so she took that on and was like, I should do that. That is the goal I need to do is to lose weight. And what she really wanted to do was nourish her body in a healthy way that felt good. And that reframe changed the entire goal because it all of a sudden became, you know, from having to do this job to, wow, this gets to be fun. I get to enjoy what I eat, eat when I want. I get to enjoy what type of activities I do based on my interests. And she ended up losing the weight based on her simply reframing a goal because it was more personal to her. It was what she actually wanted. So I, I hope that kind of makes it clear. It's definitely a great example of like, you can kind of, right, she still got to the end result. It just took a different why to get to the end result, right? Yeah, because it was her why. And at the yeah. end of the day, that's like the biggest I think gift from coaching is that you decide your why and yeah. you decide who you really want to be based on your actual interests versus, you know, there's so many things that go into it. Like people will sabotage their own innate interests based on fear, right? Because they want to satisfy these outer expectations. And there's just no need to do that because by simply allowing yourself to be who you are, you get so far and it's so much fun. You just have to give yourself the chance. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that because I, I've had a couple guests that I've recorded this week and we almost always, all of them, 
we've touched on the fact of like authenticity is like the heart of like everything. And it's like, what's keeping, you know, it, it's, it's, what's changing business. It's what's changing social media. It's changing marketing. It's changing the way people live their lives. Right. Because back then there was all these obligations. The, I mean, there still are, right. You're never going to hundred percent be away from that, but I think we're becoming more attuned to like, this is how I tick and this is what makes me happy. And like, I really don't give a shit what anyone thinks. Like I don't, I don't. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's self-acceptance, right? It's like this raw self-acceptance and just like you said, not caring what other people think, because guess what? you are not going to make everyone happy and you weren't put on this earth to make other people happy. Like if that was everyone's job, we would all be miserable. And that is actually what ends up happening to a lot of us is that, you know, as humans, we have this, this desire to fit in. And it's, it makes sense because from a biological perspective, a long time ago, we needed to be part of a tribe because if you got outed out of your tribe, like you could literally die. Humans are mostly scared of being alone because when you're alone, it's like, that's your survival, right? You lose connection and we're, we're bred for connection. And so it's natural to want to be a people pleaser and to want to, you know, satisfy other people's needs, but you, you don't have, that's, that's not the main point, right? The main point is to experience life. That in itself, it has, is value. That is, you already won the lotto by being alive, right? You get to experience. And now it's like, choose, what is it that you want to really experience? (laughs) Because that's what's really going to make you happy. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, right? Because like, if we all become our authentic selves and we all really like embrace who we are, are we all just going to like start businesses and then like no one will be working the corner gas station? Like, like what happens to like the jobs that quote unquote, no one wants to do like the McDonald's drive through or like the accounting jobs, like, you know, yeah. what yeah, happens that to is, that? I love that question so much because, you know, th- th- there's something to say about, first of all, I definitely think that we have this message that is now you know do your passion you can you know your job can be the path your passion and I truly believe that it doesn't have to be like that you know you your job doesn't have to be your passion at all I just happen to be someone that I enjoy coaching so much that's what helps me connect with myself deeper and other people and it happens to be my job but for me, it's really, it's not about making your job your passion. It's about finding a way to get closer to yourself, finding a way to connect with yourself so that it brings you joy so that you have satisfaction. And I think that there's a lot to be said, like in Western worlds, we have a lot of people that are privileged enough to go pursue and think about what is it that they want to do to be happy and all of this stuff. And that's not what happiness is, right? Happiness isn't this tangible thing that you all of a sudden achieve and you have. It's really about being satisfied with life. And that's a mindset. So here's a little secret. (laughs) 
it's all a mindset. <laughs> yeah. And and that's why, you know, when you do travel and you go to other countries and sometimes you see people with a lot less than you, but they, they seem so happy, that's because they understand the true <laughs> meaning of life. They're living life. They're enjoying themselves based on their experience, based on connection. And that's something that we get really caught up with in the Western world is like, we're so goal oriented and we're, we're so results, you know, based that we forget the whole point of life. We, we yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, I think that was probably the beauty of COVID for me. And I know a lot of people is like, I couldn't go to the networking events. I couldn't go to, you know, go to work from eight to five and then go to the gym after and then I go home and I read and it's like you're you're stuck in these routines and you're not really branching out or like I wasn't seeing my family as much I definitely wasn't seeing my friends as much and I'm thinking that's normal right because we've been conditioned to think I don't have the time my career comes first like all these things only to then realize no 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 like the material things can easily be replaced. It's the things that are not material, like your health and your connections and your soul and like the non-material that has the most value of it all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think COVID, that's the silver lining of COVID, right? Of this pandemic is that I definitely think it highlighted what is important and what we should actually be focusing on. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think that there's something to be said about people who actually feel a lot of pleasure and enjoyment in being in like a a job, like having an employee versus being self-employed or having a side hustle, because for some people having the steady income is freaking awesome or having the, the health benefits that, you know, puts them at ease is awesome. Like for a really long time, I was really happy about that. Really, really happy with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I told, I think that, you know, there's nothing wrong with the nine to five. I think that it just depends on who you are as a person and what your values are. And, you know, I've definitely also enjoyed working in companies. I appreciated the experience, the connection with working with other people, because don't get me wrong, being, uh, being, you know, working by myself, at this point, it can also be lonely. There's, there's, up, you know, oh my God. yeah, every, <laughs> every, uh, everything. And, and it just depends, like, you know, it just, if, if you enjoy working for a company, that's fantastic. There are some amazing companies out there. Yeah. And I think that everyone should just explore. I think the biggest thing is allowing yourself to explore and experience and not not define yourself based on what you're doing. Yeah, I think we very often define our life and like our purpose based on our career, which right, if we're doing it every single day, eight hours a day, you know, it kind of falls into that category, but it really, you define exactly what it is that brings you fulfillment and joy and purpose. And so that could be something that's so small as just being a mother or a good neighbor or, you know, whatever it is, and it's not actually your job, but I think we're definitely in our, in our generation and the generation before us, we're leaning more towards having more of the purpose in our daily lives versus sprinkles of it, you know, 
But I want to touch on, so like when you talked about how these other countries or people had less than, and then, you know, it seemed like they were happier than the people in the Western world. Like, I'm assuming a lot of that came into perspective when you were traveling. Like, where did you travel and you saw that the most? Or I don't want to say the most, but um, like, yeah, touch on you traveling a bit. Because I know you've been all well, over. Yeah, I mean, I, I could speak to like my experience living in Argentina now. Like some of the biggest differences that I've seen have been in Argentina, I feel like there's a lot more connection. Uh, it's more community driven so what I mean by that is you go walk on the street and it's like I don't know people are just way more open like you know strangers don't ask if they can touch your dog they just touch your dog (laughs) (laughs) that's funny I'm gonna sue you you know don't touch my dog don't and here it's like everyone just gets involved like when you're ordering food you know like it's so common for people to just randomly start talking to you and that did happen to me in the U.S. a lot too, but I feel like life is just a little bit more fluid. There's like less play dates and and structure, mm-hmm. um, which again has its pros and cons. Everything does, <laughs> but but I think that relationships in this country are prioritized over productivity. That's, that's awesome. That's been my experience here, right? I'm sure if you talk to other people, they would say something else. Whereas I think in the US, I feel like when you make connections and stuff, a lot of, I don't know, it's like really common for people to be like, so what do you do? Yeah. Whereas in Argentina, not a lot of people ask you that. They don't really care. They're like, who are you? What are you about? How do you spend your day? And yes, those questions, that question will come up because it's really common. How, how are you spending most of your time? But it's really more about getting to know you versus what you do. And that's the big transition. Or not, I, well, it was a transition for me, actually, because when I moved here, I was so scared of people asking me that question. I hated that question. It would be such a trigger for me because I didn't know at the time. I moved to this country. I didn't speak the language. I had my boyfriend at the time, now husband. Woo! Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, you know, but still, I felt really, like, when people would be like, what do, what do you do? And I'm like, you know, I had all this pressure because I, I wasn't making money. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that's what success was. Yeah. That it was contributing, making money, being financially independent. And then when I was working with my coach, she actually really helped me reframe this. And, and I realized next time someone asked me that, I would say, I'm learning a new language. I'm exploring a new culture. I'm making new friends. I'm learning a lot about myself and healing, you know, old trauma that was holding me back. I'm doing a lot, actually, yeah. you know, and when I, when I would look at it that that way I was like wow I'm amazing (laughs) but I was comparing myself to this older version of what I felt success was and that was holding me back so much and it was so painful and I'm honestly so grateful for it because that's where the learning came through (laughs) but it wasn't fun at the time do you think that with you that's amazing by the way like I think I'm gravitating more towards like connection and less about like 
what do you do, right? Like, I want to know what you're, what you do day to day, like who you are as a person, like the impact you're making, not like what makes you money. But when you came down to, you know, went to Argentina, did you find yourself almost like trying new hobbies or trying new things so that when people asked you, what are you about? You had more things to, I don't want to say fill the space, right? But I'm, I'm meaning this and I'm trying to frame this in the way of, did you explore more because of the questions they were asking you? Not in the terms of like what your job is, but like who you are, what's the essence of Caroline and, you know, who, who are you, right? I hope I'm getting to the point. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just trying to yeah. understand the difference between cultures too. Yeah. So you mean like when I came to Argentina, when people would ask me that? Yeah. 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 Um, I feel for me, the, the shift was how I was taking the question. So to, to kind of back up there, what I mean by that is now when someone asks me, what do you do? I have a totally different, um, there's no defensiveness coming up. I was defensive before because I felt like I needed to have this answer to feel safe, to be valued, right? Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. It's like, oh, well, if I'm not doing this, then how worthy am I, right? And so it did happen while I was living in Argentina, partially because of the transformation that happens when you move to another country. Uh, um, but I think that that transformation would happen no matter where I would move, even if it was back <laughs> living with my parents, you know, um, <laughs> before New York, like just to put it, just to give that example. And I don't think it, it was really asking myself why that question bothered me so much. And when I figured out why and was able to reframe it, it, it changed the entire impact that it had on me. And so it did happen in Argentina to get to your point, but it was more so just because I was asking myself those questions and I, a lot of people, you know, you don't need a coach necessarily to ask yourself those questions, but it's so nice to have that support consistently. I mm -hmm. think that's the uh, something I'd like to highlight is that by working with someone, you're dedicating that time to always having that accountability where you're going to do it, you know, because how many times have you gone to work? had dinner, watched some TV, and then you go to bed and you're like, what, what am I doing with my life? Why didn't I get to these existential questions of my yeah. life? And it's like, well, because you're tired and it takes work. And, and so that's where I think the power of coaching also comes in. Yeah. Well, it happened also because I was working with someone because I was doing a lot of the work by myself, but it was really nice to have someone every single week or every other week to just really continue that work, right? Because this is the thing, and this a mentor said, I have to say, there is no solution. There is only a relationship. So what I mean by that is oftentimes we're trying to fix ourselves. We're trying to just get to this solution so that oh, yeah. we can get it over with. Yeah. Guess what? There, you're 
life is a roller coaster and things are going to happen and there's no solution. The whole point is to have a relationship with yourself so that you can maintain some form of consistency, showing up for yourself, right? And, and doing what actually makes sense to you because you're communicating with yourself. You have this self-dialogue and you really ask yourself, is this what I really want to be doing? Yeah. Now, have you found that, like, obviously you're a coach and you have this business, but that initial coach giving you these, these questions, you know, to prompt yourself digging in deeper has helped make you a biz- better business owner. Like you keep revisiting those questions and almost like chipping away at the block more and more. <laughs> that's, that's a good, that's a good one. You know, I find myself, I, I always say that, yeah. So the short answer is yes. I would say that it didn't just come from me having a coach. It's understanding that professional development is just as much if even more personal development and that is also what I was trying to say earlier when when clients come to me and they have these outer goals it's like oh those outer goals the professional the the, you know the achievements all those things will happen but it's personal because you're changing your mindset Mm-hmm. you're changing your inner dialogue you're challenging yourself in ways that doesn't feel good sometimes but it's so worth it and it can also be a lot of fun right doing the work can be fun so what, absolutely yeah what would you constitute as someone who's just starting their journey whether it's as someone new to the self-development world or someone trying to approach a business like what would you consider the work like right you say do the work what does that mean Mm -hmm. in that context yeah I would say if you want to become a coach and you want to have your own business I would say ask yourself what are your priorities and what I mean by that is when you're starting, there's like a lot of this innate pressure that comes with having a full-time business and being booked out and you get lost in enjoying the process because you're obsessed with this goal of like showing everyone, hey, I made it and I have this successful business. So take a step back and really ask yourself, why am I doing this? And you're going to have a few reasons maybe, right? So number, list them by priority and start taking a step towards priority one. And once that's done, you'll start naturally expanding, you know, down the list and it will just flow. So remind yourself that it doesn't have to be a race. And the more that you embrace that mindset, you're going to find that success just like comes to you because you don't get hung up with the silly things like having a perfect website and charging premium prices right away right because that's a lot of the stuff that you see other coaches trying to sell you on and other industries trying to sell you on like, oh yeah you need this you need this and it's like you know what you need you need to listen to yourself yeah <laughs> because I everyone else is going to tell you what you need and I'm not saying that they can't help you but how are you going to help you 
really if you don't ask yourself that question and you don't make it a priority to come back to that question every single day. And this brings me back to connecting with yourself, right? That's why it's so important. It seems like this subtle cliche thing, but it's really not because, you know, and and this happened to me too, is that when I started my coaching business, I, it's so natural to want to look to what other people are doing so that you can learn and it's good to try things on but it's also really important to remember well what do I enjoy what really lights me up what makes sense to me based on my lifestyle based on my relationship based on where I'm living right there's a lot of people out there that will say it needs to be done this way otherwise you're, you're not, you're not going to be successful. And that's just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always love to read more and like, right. I like spent all this money to be in this like business mastermind. And let me tell you, it was like the best money I've spent because it's given me a lot of shortcuts. But at the same time, I also know in my gut that like, I have my own plan. There's my own process, like all the things you've touched on, like there is no right or wrong and it's all an experiment, but at the end of the day, I know best. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's the beauty of it is that, like you said, the parts that didn't feel right has, has just as much value because now you know what you don't want to do. And that is so good. So with your business, like what are some challenges that you face both from like a coaching perspective, whether it's like a difficult client, like how to handle certain situations, or even from like a technical or like actually business perspective of like launching the website, like even getting clients, like what are some of the battles you faced that may come up for people as they start this, their own journey, basically? Yeah. So for me, it was honestly overthinking, (laughs) overthinking really and, and because I would think, okay, I need to have the website. I need to do it this way. I need to do it this way. For me, it was putting too much pressure on having a financially successful business in a short amount of time. That was my biggest challenge. And I'm saying this because it's very common again to compare yourself to the people that you see on Instagram and you know online and you see all of these coaches making like six figures in four months and you're like wow how did they do that right and all of a sudden you're like what am I doing wrong and so for me what's helped is again aligning who I am what my values are as a person and as a business owner and first and foremost as a coach Something that I want to remind people is that coaching isn't a business. Yes, it is a business eventually, but it's a career and careers take time. And so it's a process, right? So, you know, be kind to yourself and understand that everyone has had a different starting line. Yeah. Don't compare yourself. Because the person that's talking about, you know, making six figures in four months, you don't know (laughs) why that happened. They might be telling you, selling you on one thing, 
but there is a lot behind it, right? So don't yeah. even look at that. So like a thousand dollars in like ad revenue <laughs> that they spent, and that's why. Like, come on. <laughs> right. Or they had the money to invest in high, you know, ticket coaching where other people didn't have that opportunity, mm-hmm. or they come from a family that had money, right? There's all of these things. And so my number one advice is like, don't compare yourself. That's something that is common and natural. Mm-hmm. Be kind to yourself. Surround yourself around community. People that really inspire you, motivate you, that you can learn from. Diversify who and you know what you're looking at. Don't just listen to the same people. Like, try to also talk to people that look different than you. You know, there's so much value in understanding not just making the sale because that's not what it's about it's really about making a sustainable change and I kind of got lost in my thoughts there well no (laughs) it's okay you you definitely touched on a lot of good points and like it's funny because the last question I always ask people is like, if you could give advice to your younger self, what would that be? And it almost seemed like you were telling younger Caroline, like all the things you wanted her to know, like, yes, it is really helpful in business, but I think all the things that you highlighted, like it's kind of, I would tell myself the same exact thing, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would also add to that, um, you know, I would also say that worthiness is a made up concept that humans have invented to shame each other. And I learned that from a mentor and that was such an amazing sentence or or that was just amazing what he said because you have innate value because you're alive, period. So all this talk about purpose, you already have purpose, you know, you being told that what you do gives you more purpose is capitalism. (laughs) That's just like, this is something someone trying to sell to you. Mm -hmm. So remember that because you're already enough, you're more than enough, and you're going to enjoy life more when you can be yourself more. Oh, yeah. And that to me is what coaching is about is like, just understanding that and then actually living by that principle and I would honestly say that I wouldn't change a thing because you know and I'm not saying this to be like rebellious or cool it's really just because I've learned that and I'm still learning to not just celebrate your wins your achievements and all of your accomplishments in life and the stuff that felt good, but also the tough times, the obstacles, the uncertainty, because that's what makes you, you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I find that like all the successes I had, whether it was like, I paid up my student loans or like I got the really cool apartment on the Upper West Side or like whatever it was, or like the job with the fancy title. Those are great, but I find that I actually put the darker moments right before you get to the good moment as the actual thing on the pedestal like right before I like got the corporate job working at the company that we met like I like lost my apartment because I couldn't afford rent like went down this really dark deep rabbit hole and like that is a pivotal moment in my life that completely changed everything not me getting the job in like the the freaking office like I mean that helped obviously because it paid my bills but like 
like it was the dark coming from the dark moment and going to the light that was like it shows you not only your character but like kind of like what you're made of like how much strength you have in yourself you learn a lot about yourself when you're down in the dumps and you're in the dark like you learn about all the, the 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 deep dark corners and all the things the bad things you say to yourself and like it's very enlightening it sucks obviously you're not thrilled about it but it's not as terrible as we were made to think when you're younger right because when you're in high school you think like god forbid like the boy in the class doesn't like me like my life is over <laughs> I suck like I'm hideous like think this is terrible but then as you get closer to well as you age like you become more aware of like you know a none of that matters but also like I don't know things don't have to be perfect and if it doesn't go the way it's supposed to or the way you think it's supposed to it's actually meant for you yes oh that's that's it and I think that that's another thing is that as humans we think that just you know just because things didn't go the way we wanted that we should be miserable and And as much as it does suck so bad, right? Like, I love when things go my way. (laughs) I absolutely love it. It's so fun. But when it doesn't, you have to accept that that's life. Life isn't about what you want. Life just goes on. Yeah. Right? Life doesn't suck. It sucks because you think it sucks. Yeah. Perception. Because it didn't go your way. Yeah. No. Change, you know. Where's the gift? Where can you find the gift in that situation? And it's exactly what you said. You grew so much through the, that experience that you had. And it made getting, you know, that new apartment, new job, whatever it was, so much better. Like how much more satisfying was it when you got to like have that new experience? Because yeah all about contrast and if it was always good life would be so boring I like how you touched upon the the aspect of gifts because within the past year one of the best tools that I unlocked or found in a book which is funny because I read this book like six times and that was like the takeaway from it this time around was like anytime something doesn't go my way I always ask like why is this good right like Mm. oh I got a parking ticket why is this good Oh, cause now I know to like, make sure to take note of where I park my car better or like, and that's like a stupid example, but I mean, it's with anything. It's a great example because that's the thing. Like life also has mostly mundane moments in it too sometimes, right? It's like, and it's, it's in the mundane that we can learn the most. It's those subtle things like that example you showed of, you know, getting a parking ticket. And we just think sometimes that, oh, it's so boring and this sucks and, oh, I need to pay this. But to make light of a moment like that is a skill. So yeah, (laughs) it's getting, it's getting there. It definitely, you know, it takes some time to, to pull yourself out of, cause it's so easy to get into complaining mode. It is so easy. Um, yeah, I love you know, <laughs> it's, I feel like it's such like a natural woman, like women, we love to complain and it's like the best thing. And like, that's why we all love like Bravo TV and all that <laughs> crap. Like, it's just so much easier. It's so much easier, but it does make us feel worse. You know, it's, yeah. it's natural, but it's not great. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to like add to that, 
I totally agree with you. And then I'll also say that it's also natural and good to accept how you're feeling, right? Like when you're in a bad mood, you know, I feel like our society teaches us, like most of the time we're miserable because we feel like we shouldn't be miserable. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's, it's not about like, where did I go with that? Right. Yeah. It does not have to be like that. It's just allow yourself to be miserable for a little bit. And then guess what? You get to decide when you want to stop being miserable. That's Mm -hmm. the big secret. Yeah. You get to decide. But this idea of you having to be happy 24 seven is another whole like it's so exhausting too. It's, it's, it's bullshit. Like, yo, I just want to not be happy today. Like, can I just like, it's raining out. <laughs> I just want to lay in bed. Not that I'm going to like cry my eyes out, but like, I want to be tired and sleepy and like a little bit on the bitchy side. And like, that's how, that's what I'm feeling today. And like, it's okay. You know, Absolutely. but I Absolutely. felt like also when I was younger, trying to process emotions, I would go through such a battle of just trying to like get into the happy state that it actually made the miserable state or whatever state I was in longer. If I, you know, and I probably would have gotten shorter or like, it would have been more pleasant if I just accepted it as is versus trying to keep changing things, you know? Absolutely. Definitely. That happens. I think to every human, right, is by not, by not accepting how we feel and trying to change it, we, we pause <laughs> the healing to come through, because we don't want to accept that we're feeling that way. Yeah, exactly. And because we should be yeah. happy. Oh my God, the and shits of life. Don't even, I like, <laughs> of life. I hate it. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. this has been so great. I, learned so much about even coaching. Like I thought I was pretty well-versed on it, but apparently not. Um, if people want to get in contact with you, they can just, is it go to the partner Yeah. So for anyone that might be interested in coaching um, and specifically coaching with me, uh, they can go to my website at www.thepartnerandpurpose.com. And I do offer free consultations. Oh, sweet. Um, so this will... Yeah, give us the opportunity to, you know, get to know you, what is it that you're looking for, and you'll get to know me and based on that, you know, see if it's a good fit. And, you know, I always tell people, I think a lot of people that are new to coaching, and they're on the client side, they're nervous about scheduling, because they think that they're obligated. And it's like, trust me, you're not, I want to make sure that you it's like a full yes for you because that's the type of people that, you know, will know if they're ready. And so, yeah, so there's absolutely no obligation. It's really just to learn more about me, what, what coaching style I have, what you could potentially get out of it. So anyone that's interested there. And then also I do like to post things on Instagram um, so you could go to the partner and purpose and find me there. I'm also on Facebook, same name, partner and purpose. And yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn. If you ever want to check that out. <laughs> oh my well. God, go to LinkedIn, go back to I corporate love- days. <laughs> yeah. I love LinkedIn because I used to look at LinkedIn that way too, but now I'm like, Ooh, I get to be this on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, um, 
So it's fun. I try to be versatile. Yeah, (laughs) especially if you're at work and people are like, I'm going to message Caroline. They're going to think it's like a business message, but I'm like, help me escape my job. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, they have access. Exactly. Quick access if they want it. Awesome. I'll definitely put your information in the bio and everything, but um, this has been so great. Thank you for coming on and like explaining your services and also like your traveling and like all that good stuff. Yes. Thank you so much, Gabby. It's been such a pleasure. I feel so grateful and I'm just so excited about this opportunity and it's been amazing to reconnect with you and I love learning about it is such a small world, yeah. And this is why technology is amazing. You yeah. know, we reconnected again through Instagram and it's the best thing ever. So yeah. thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course, my pleasure.